1: got your happy price Priceline
2: previously on I don't want to talk about Fight Club anymore I don't want to do it I don't feel good <laughs> I'm having fun I'm, it's very conflicting because I'm having fun but I feel awful I'm fucking sick but do you know who's sick? these little fucking pigs that are listening these little sicko pigs with their Whig-whang. curly tails yeah, oh is wh- he hurting? Wh- 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 are they being funny? <laughs> <laughs> they fucking love that I'm hurting
3: Welcome to Fight Club. This is your life. Good to the last drop. Doesn't get any better than this. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. Only after disaster can we be resurrected. It's only after you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. Nothing is static. Everything is evolving. Everything is falling apart. This is your life. this is your
2: life. this is your life. Wow, what a wild this ride. ride. You know, I found myself at another moment of solitude after my guest left, so I decided to call another friend. This is a call with Mr. Ari Stidham. Hi, Ari.
3: Hi, Jacob. How are you feeling? Awful. 30? I saw that on Instagram.
2: 30? Yeah, 30 viewings. And, uh, uh at 10, right, we, uh, we've officially hit 72 hours.
3: Is that your goal? was it 72 hours
2: 72 hours 31 viewings i got one more viewing with my last guest who i'm waiting to arrive
3: oh my god and then i um, go to bed you've been awake for 72 hours
2: correct and the the amount of time i've been awake you've been asleep three times
3: this is correct i'm so sorry that you put yourself through this man
2: well you shouldn't feel sorry because i did this willingly and i'm not seeking empathy
3: no, it's it's not empathy or sympathy, it's just I I'm watch I'm hearing a different man than I've ever spoken to before.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: just like sort of deadly speak about <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's really no passion left, you know?
3: No. At all.
2: It's very autonomous. I'm just like I just want to watch this movie one more time so I can never see it again. Damn. and then I'm done and then I get to like talk and then I get to go to bed. I mean i I'm grateful to have this opportunity, even though it's my own hell and it's my own when you,
3: when you pitched that movie or the I said movie wow, when you pitched that podcast to me, I remember thinking I could never do it. <laughs> it's, why it's not so unique because there's only one person on earth I think who would be dedicated enough to do it. and I think it's you, man.
2: <laughs> That's what? very kind of you to say. Really but it's true
3: because it's, it's definitely an idea that you saw clearly, you know,
2: Oh you were,
3: f- you were able to see it so clear in your head and be like, the podcast will be like this. And I just my only question is, like, do you think it actually is what you thought it was?
2: It's li- it's not a, it's not as. Um, you know, we spent a lot like I didn't anticipate it to be so much about the movie. Which is seems, <laughs> which seems silly to say, right? <laughs> you,
3: that's that's really funny.
2: Hey, everybody! I'm Jacob Waisaki, and welcome to I don't want to talk about Fight Club anymore, a torture endurance podcast where I watch the movie Fight Club for seventy two hours straight. The journey is over, guys. I fucking did it. Here are the stats, ladies and gentlemen. I have been awake for 76 hours. I watched Fight Club a total of 31 times. I decided for this last episode that I'm going to do the wrap-up alone. We've got a lovely guest with us, Nicole Byer, who will run us through our mental exams and run us through my favorite segment, I could have done anything else with my time. So she'll be in here. And we also did a wonderful watch through. So please listen to us. We talk for two hours, mostly not about Fight Club because I don't want to talk about Fight Club anymore. So go ahead. You can watch the watch along with us. It's a pretty long episode. It's a fun, groovy time. We get all over the place. We giggle. We tee. She's one of my best friends. She's truly amazing. So as we wrap this up, we'll jump into her mental exam where, well, you'll see. You'll see how it turns out. Guys, let's be honest. This has been a journey for your boy, okay? And I'm done. I'm feeling very tired. Let me check in with you guys about how I'm feeling. Normally I would do this part with a guest and we'd have a, a nice little conversation together, but there's no better way, there's no befit there's no better way to end this than alone. Like the narrator is alone, and to do this interview with my own Tyler Durden. So, Jacob, how are you feeling? Thanks for asking Tyler. I'm feeling bad. I'm very tired. Nicole was late to the pod, which made me have to stay up for an extra four hours, which was honestly the worst. It was really hard, uh, but I did allow myself to have a break. What do you mean by break? Well, thanks for asking, Tyler. I gave myself a break as in I did 30 viewings, and then in the time I was waiting for Nicole to show up, I sat in silence in the sun, and I closed my eyes, and I thought, God, this is just so nice to be in nothingness right now. I'm obviously very excited to go to bed. I'm very anxious to fall asleep, but we got to talk about how this whole thing was. We got to talk about if this was worth it. So let's get into it, huh? I don't know really even where to start. I mean, we're talking 31 viewings, folks. I kind of want to talk about why I did this. I thought it would be fun to explore, you know, my human conditions slowly spoiling over time. And I think I had... I think I thought... That I would be in a position where I would be a lot more kooky, where I'd be a lot more drained, um, and I thought it would be a little bit more severe. I thought that my fall from grace would be, you know, a lot worse than this. And I, I feel bad. I don't feel good. I don't feel healthy. I don't feel like this is something that I ever really want to do again. Uh, I don't feel like this is something that I needed to do necessarily. I'm happy that I did it. I feel very accomplished. And in the words of my father, Tim Wysocki, I think this is something that I will probably remember for the rest of my life. But man, oh man, I'm going to talk a little bit about last night. Last night was terrible. Okay. I have mentioned it before on the pod. But the time when the sun goes down and my guest leaves, usually somewhere around 1 2 a.m. until, you know, about 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. or noon when I had the next guest on, I'm sitting alone watching the movie over and over. And last night was, as expected, the worst of it all. The first night was pretty bad. The second night I was able to push through. But the third night was, it was tough, guys. I was just. I was constantly drifting off. I had to do a lot of standing, a lot of pacing. And then I had this bright idea, right? I was like, why don't you get on the mic and just ramble a little bit? And I got into this weird headspace where I just started singing songs. So maybe we'll go ahead and splice some of those songs in right now. And you can just hear, here's a little sample of my late night ramblings. On my last night. We were in the 60th hour when this was happening. Beyond the 60th hour. We're encroaching on the 70th hour. So I hope you enjoy a compilation of me fully losing my mind. Here it is. I'm losing my mind. And I'm getting very tired. So I'm just going to record... So, I have a reason to stay awake. Ain't that something? Ugh, this is bad. I feel bad. I feel bad. I don't have anything to say. feel bad and I know when I'm done I'm still gonna feel bad and tired and gross Uh, and I wonder if the sense of accomplishment will trump that I don't know probably none of this is useful
0: Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why did I ever leave Ohio? Why did I wander to find what lies yonder when things were so cozy at home? Wandering while I wander. Why did I fly? Why did I roam? Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh?
2: My dad just texted me. Hope you're hanging in there. Good morning. Hope you're hanging in there. Doing fine, Dad. Ready for bed. Only a few hours left. I think I'm just gonna, <clears throat> I'm just gonna text my dad back on mic. That's interesting content. This is all really interesting content. It's almost 4:20. My dad, you're on the home stretch. It's very true.
0: Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh? why did I ever leave Ohio? why did i wander to find what lies yonder when life was so cozy at home wondering while i wander why did i fly why did i roam oh why oh why oh why oh It's
2: not even the tune. It's not how it ends.
0: Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh? Why did I fly? Why did I roam? Oh, why, oh, why, oh, did I leave? Come on, Jake. Why did I fly? Why did I roam? Oh, why, oh, why did I leave Ohio? Maybe I'd better go. Oh,
2: Play some Tito Puentes. Everybody, thanks for tuning in to One k Jazz Cal State L.A. I'm your late-night DJ, Frost Johnson. Going to be playing some smooth hits. You just heard a fat tune from Thaddeus Monk. Really smacking the brass. Coming to next for you on the track, we got a local artist from Long Beach. On the drums, we got Tiro Puentes. On the bass, we've got Chuck Gonzo on guitar we have Rodney Hammerstein and of course on the bugle we have Chuck Mancioni <laughs> to nail the song now. What? No, this is strange that I'm doing this, and people are gonna listen to it. Why?
0: Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, that's not
2: even sounds. does even sound good. Caruso. This is my interpretation of Caruso by. Bauerardi.
0: E io posse c'ho ponte venti. Ciò <laughs> posso sì c'ontopennisdotwa. Ti pronto fi sonto pente molto ciò trovasse mineto per i serenchu I'm going
2: to start I'm going to start that over
0: Oh, chapotononi. Chorote pente molto Ci, gamono si. Cialdo pente minaswa. Ci, gono Gente fente culto. Ci, samonote. Shot the I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm doing. Cirpite eseno, cirpis evento, cirpit. This is trash. your trash. Where, oh, where could my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. She's gone to heaven, so I've got to be good so I can see my baby when I leave this world. Went out on a date in her daddy's car. We hadn't driven very far, went out to the lake to get a chance. Hold me darling for a little while, we started driving, driving real fast, so I can see my baby when
2: I leave this world. So that's a little bit of a compilation of my ramblings throughout the night. And I'm just trying to think, you know, why did I do that? Because it's not really related to the podcast. And I, I think a big lesson that I learned in the pursuit of accomplishing this goal, this momentous goal, is that in the hours of the hard hours for me, I, I called it like the, you know, the real slug of this marathon, or like 2 a.m. to, you know, to noon until my next guest showed up is I just needed to kind of stay busy, whether it was getting up and pacing around or opening the windows to be cold or making nachos or noodling on the guitar for a little bit. I just needed stuff to do. And I think I just got into a headspace where I was like, hey, if I'm on mic and I'm rambling and I'm going and I'm going and I'm gone, at least I'm there. And I learned a lot of lessons along the way, listener, you sick little pigs, you dirty little piggies. You wanted me to fail. I think there are people out there who wanted me to fail. They're interested in this because it's an experience in which you can fail big, and I didn't. And I feel very proud of myself for accomplishing this. And it's not climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. It's not climbing Mount Everest. It's not you know, circumnavigating the globe in a hot air balloon. I understand that this is a low stakes accomplishment, but I set out to do something and I did it. And I think that's cool. And I think it's great to allow myself to have a moment to recognize how cool that was. I am proud that I did this. I'm very surprised with myself that I was able to do this. But at the end of the day, I really felt like if I focused on this and put my mind to it, I could do it. And maybe that's a little bit of why I did this podcast overall, and not to get too sappy, but I think, you know, I'm a young man, and there are questionable times as a 28-year-old where you wonder what you're doing on this planet and how you should be spending time and what's the good allotment of energy for people versus energy for yourself versus energy to the nothingness, to the void. And I wanted to put energy into something and I did. None of this is making sense because I'm so absolutely tired. And I can't remember what I was talking about. I have no way to follow the thread. That's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I can't follow the thread. But I'm proud of myself and I think I did this because here's what I meant to say. I think as like a 28 year old person where I'm at in my life, I have a lot of questions about if I'm doing the right thing, if I'm putting energy into the right place, if I'm sharing my energy with people in a non-selfish way, if I'm being selfless, if I'm putting positive energy into the universe. And I really wanted to test myself because I think there are things in my life that I want to achieve and I have a hard time achieving. You know, if I'm being, if I'm being candid, there are things where it's like you want to lose weight, you want to feel more mentally healthy. You want to accomplish certain things. You want to feel more comfortable in your skin. And especially with like the weight and my relationship with food, it feels like such a hard thing to accomplish and you can't really wrap your head around it. And maybe it's just as simple as completing a 72-hour movie marathon. Maybe it's just as simple as saying, you know what, this is something that I really want to do and you got to want to do it. I wanted to do this podcast and I did it. So I have to find the place within myself to get to that point of like, I really want to do this. I really want to make a change for myself. But maybe I needed this marathon to remind myself that I am capable of pushing myself to bounds that I was unaware of. Maybe this is the little nudge that I needed to reinforce that I can do anything. That if I do want to lose a couple pounds or if I want to go climb fucking Mount Kilimanjaro or I want to go take a trek to Machu Picchu, that I can do that. And then it's going to require forethought and planning, just like this did. And then it requires execution, which is just dedicating yourself to do it and believing that you can do it and seeing what that version of yourself is when you're on the other side. Now, guys, you sick little pigs, I'm not here asking for a parade and I'm not here asking for empathy. But this was a very interesting journey that I think... I thought was going to have a more enlightening quality. I think you hear about people staying up long and they hallucinate and they have sort of a spirit guide moment walking through the desert, seeing their spirit animal, getting some form of enlightenment. And truthfully, I didn't experience that. What I learned or what I can take away from this are little moments, like how beautiful friendships are, how lucky I am To have people spend time in their busy lives with their schedule to adhere to something I'm doing, my dream. It's not a dream, but my want. I wanted to do this. This isn't, you know, the ultimate goal for me. But I wanted to do this, and they were so kind, and they are the people that made it easy. That's why I call it the slog. That 2 a.m. to noon is the slog because I was alone. I didn't have any pals. And as soon as a friend came in, I was able to adapt to their energy. I was able to get a little clarity in my head. I had somebody who had my back, and it was beautiful. And now that I'm doing this wrap-up alone, I also realize like, I have a hard time remembering right now. I don't have energy from an outside source to help me and guide me. And so one of the small lessons is that I just really appreciate the people in my life that help and guide me and make me feel better and listen to me and will go on a fucking weird ride with me as I do something like this. And so all the people that did the podcast and all the people you know that, uh, that helped me along the way, I want you to know how much I appreciate you in this delirious state and in a conscious state full of sleep. It doesn't change. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your heart. And I appreciate your belief in this strange experiment. What else did I learn? Were there any other lessons? I liked my friends. I like being able to depend on people. That's, uh, I think, a lot of times, especially in my life, I try to be a singular entity that takes care of himself, that doesn't need a lot of exterior help, and I think it's good to remind yourself that there's nothing wrong with asking help from the outside and getting reinforcement from the outside, and I hope that I can take this and carry that forward. I hope that I can take the notion that I can do something radical and continue to make change if I really want it and I really spend the time thinking about it. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
2: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact. Was it worth it? Yeah, yeah, it was worth it. I don't know, man. I think so. I had a good time with my buds. We got to hang out. Got to talk about this movie, got to have some bomb snacks. That feels worth it to me. Did I learn the giant big lesson? Did I find myself? No. Did I have expectations of finding myself? A little bit. You think you're doing something so crazy like this, you know, you 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 do a psychedelic trip, you expect to find something new. You put yourself through a brain experiment, through an experimental presentation. You expect maybe you're going to come out a new man, a fully formed new moment at the very least. I have a new moment of who I am. I have a new kernel of something to latch onto. I don't think I found that. And maybe that's disappointing, and maybe that makes this fall a little flat. And it doesn't have the best narrative arc because I'm not drooling. I didn't fail. You sick little pigs didn't get the best of me. But... I don't think you need larger lessons sometimes. I think we spend a lot of time thinking about larger lessons. I think we spend a lot of time being like, what's the big answer? And maybe it's maybe that's the real answer is that the big answer is just a bunch of little answers. Love your friends. Appreciate them. Set your mind on something. Accomplish it. Do something because you think it's interesting. Enter a creative medium that you've been afraid to enter because you think it'd be stale and that you'd be unoriginal and then create something original. I don't know what that is for you, but that's what it was for me. It's the small lessons that make this worthwhile. It's the giggles. It's the moments. It's the creating of expectations and then completely tearing them down and having to reassess where we're at. I didn't think I'd be doing this last episode alone. You know, I thought I'd have somebody here with me. That's because I created expectations I should have not done that. I should have been able to roll with the punches. And here I am, able to roll with the punches. Listen, I got a message for all you little sick little piggies out there, okay? First of all, I want to say a message to the Jacob Wipodskys, the real potheads, the Waipodsky crew, the people who love me, who believed in me the whole time and never doubted me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for being interested in what would happen to a human being when they subjected themselves to something like this. Thank you for laughing. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your energy and time. And then there's a whole other group of people who listen to this podcast. You sick little piggies. Rolling around in your slop. Picking up Scraps. Putting your tail in the mud that you just shit in. I know you sick little fucks wanted me to fail. And you're the reason why I didn't. You understand that? You're the fuel that made the fire burn so bright. The universe expands exponentially to a point where our atoms could become disconnected. That's what you root for. You sick little pigs. You root for the disconnection of atoms. The failure of it all. Well, I rose above, you sick little piggies. (laughs) Go home. Find another person to hate on. Find another person that you wish is going to fail. Because as long as you're here hoping that I eat dirt, I'm going to call you sick little pig fucks. My biggest fear is that I take anything away from this experiment, from this experience, and I just go back to my same old patterns. Because that would make it for naught. And that would prove the piggies with your little oink oinks and your little sharp teeth eating human bodies, that would make you win. It means I really didn't do it for anything because at the end of the day I wanted to learn about myself I wanted to experience something new and I wanted to try and see how that would affect me in the future if I don't let that affect me in the future you pigs win I want it to be good because I spent a long time trying to make this good 72 hours awake want to make this good don't want it to fall short you know I'm bummed because I thought The accomplishment of finishing this would overcome the fatigue. It would overcome the exhaustion. But the exhaustion has won. And I'm sure that makes all you sick little piggies happy. Before we go out of here, I want to go ahead and pop it off to my lovely guest for the episode, Miss Nicole Byer, with the segments I like to call, I could have done anything else with my time and my last mental examination. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore. I'm Jacob Wysocki. Uh I'm here with my wonderful guest, Nicole Byer. Yeah. You can catch us watching the movie live. Check out our watch long. It's going to be very fun. Just to catch everybody up to speed, I have completed my <laughs> 72-hour marathon. Mm-hmm. I have been awake for 76 Six hours. hours. I watched the movies 31 times. Um, Nicole, before yeah. we jump into this, I ask all the guests to just let the listeners in on a little bit of an assessment of how I seem, if I smell, if I seem disheveled. You don't
1: smell. Grave. You seemed more disheveled when we started than now. Okay. Seems like you've mellowed out a little bit. Good. Maybe sitting, watching, giggling. Yes. was good...
2: Yeah, I feel like you gave me some good energy, and I really appreciate it. I tried, I
1: tried, that. and I feel like you transferred some of your wild energy to me. Yes. Because I feel, I feel insane.
2: You feel insane. You had yes. a hard time watching this movie. Oh, man, um, it was awful. And this, you know, this is our last episode, and... Unlike the rest, I'm going to spend a lot of time alone sort of wrapping it up (laughs) and giving my thoughts and stuff. It's going to be more of a Tyler and the narrator experience. It is going to be Tyler and the Fight Club experience. I mean,
1: honestly, here's the thing. Tyler Durden did too much work.
2: He did too much work. You know, like. He did a lot.
1: Why? The boy did a lot. You blew up some buildings and you ended up with the girl. Ugh.
2: But the the important thing that we, we grab here is that each one of these episodes, I have done a segment with a guest in a sealed envelope, very similar to the sealed envelope Tyler Durden hands out to the people in the flight club mm-hmm. for giving them their secret assignment. And I couldn't wrap this episode up without engaging with what I've engaged with with all these episodes. So there should be two portions of that. There should be um, one that might have something about how i could have spent my time better?
1: Yes, in that time you could have not wasted 72 hours of your life watching Fight Club. Great. Instead you watched Fight Club 31 times.
2: That's all it says? Yes. Fucking harsh. That's harsh. Who
1: wrote this?
2: The producer.
1: It's kind of mean.
2: It's a little mean, but it's also true. I could have not I could have done anything else and I could have not wasted my time.
1: Yeah, but I mean Tyler Durden I- could have, you know, Not Not done all that shit
2: Exactly You're
1: the Tyler Durden of your life
2: I'm my Right now I'm Tyler And I'm radicalized And I'm accomplished (laughs) So that That was what I could have been What I could have done I could have done Mm -hmm. anything else
1: Anything else (laughs) And
2: now we're I believe Moving on to the mental examination The
1: Glasgow Coma Scale (laughs) Used to measure someone's consciousness And whether they exhibit signs Equivalent to those Who had a brain injury Would exhibit Okay So I want you to Close your eyes I guess, for a little bit. Let's see. Blib Open your eyes. Um, uh, let's... I don't know what this means. Okay. So it's a cri- uh, criterion. Is that a word? Criterion, yeah. Uh, open before stimulus, after spoken or shouted request, after fingertip stimulus. So I got to...
2: Oh, so I, I'm supposed you're <laughs> ruining this
1: oh what do you mean
2: <laughs> i don't know what, what does it say to do
1: ask jacob to open his eyes
2: my eyes are open do i close them again do i we don't know do, do i do i have to look at it i don't want to burn it
1: i don't know okay hold on
2: this is all Oh part wait. Of the oh, okay are there instructions okay. on the front page
1: mm, no i think i might be stupid okay no i got it okay uh, open your eyes close your eyes okay open your eyes okay nothing really you look good okay oh but close your eyes okay you look pretty good um she just, showed, just poked me so hard <laughs> close your eyes open your eyes okay you look pretty good okay what's what's your name
2: jacob Weissaki
1: what's the location you're in
2: uh my home
1: what's the date
2: oh shit may 5th
1: seems like a trick question
2: 2019
1: okay uh stand up
2: oh no Ugh.
1: lift your arms above your head sit down
2: with my arm with your up. arms
1: up now stand up now sit down this sucks now stand up
2: <laughs> this are you fucking with me
1: yeah no t- <laughs> <laughs> uh damn it. honestly you oh okay uh stand up <sighs> Bring your hands above your clavicle to stimulate your head neck. (laughs) I don't know what a head neck is. Okay. Okay. Bend your arms at the elbow rapidly. Okay.
2: I'm doing it. It I feel fine. Here's the
1: thing. You're fine. You're not in a coma. You're fine physically. Okay. Um, I would say you're perfect. You truly do not have a mild head injury. Yeah. You did not pause between times I asked you to do things. Yeah um so i'm
2: thumbs up from doc nicole
1: yeah i do think i mean you're not like in tip-top shape i do think if you were like to drive a car it would be bad yeah uh but like i think you could like walk to the store or something great like you're fine
2: yeah Yeah. i'm not gonna walk to the store though but no i mean i
1: don't think after a good night of sleep you'd walk to the store
2: no i'd take my car yeah i'd take my car i
1: don't know how far the store is from here
2: uh before you go I want to say thank you. But I've I've asked everybody a question that is asked in the movie and I'd like to hear your answer. Okay. If you could get into a fight with anybody, who would it be? Historical, alive.
1: Honestly, I'm at a point where like I don't really want to like fight people. But I guess Yeah, but that's not
2: fun and we're doing it. I know, a I know, I
1: know, I know, I know. I would probably get into a fight with this server from um. Uh, This pizza place in Chicago, uh, Giordano's, he was Mm -hmm. very rude to me and I didn't like it. Let's get into a fight with him. So I would like to fucking put his head in a pizza oven, close him up in it, and uh, cook him. Mm -hmm. And then serve him to his family.
2: That's a good option, is to eat him alive. It's better than fighting. I'm not going to
1: eat him. I'm going to serve him to his family. I'm going to beat him up. You wouldn't have
2: a taste? You wouldn't like just you wouldn't like see uh, the, how the no, season is No cuz he's my doing?
1: mortal enemy so I don't want to taste him.
2: Okay, and you don't even care if it tastes good cuz you're feeding him to the family.
1: Yeah, feeding it to his fucking family.
2: Last thing before you go. Yes. Will you describe the people how I seem? Do we already do this? Kind I of. Don't know.
1: See, okay, y- you're a little slow.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not as sharp as you normally are. Yeah. You're not as gregarious as you normally are. Yeah. But this is like a sedated version of you. This yeah. is how you would be if you weren't fun or like a comedian.
2: Yeah. Interesting. You
1: would just be like, oh man, Jacob at work, he's really funny sometimes at the water cooler.
2: Yeah. But for the most part, he's like pretty downtrodden.
1: Yeah. Not downtrodden. Uh, just like, you know, mellow.
2: Yeah. I have also feel like you've seen me at, a, at states of like like 14 hours, no sleep. Yeah, we worked you know, on a show
1: together. This is what the end yeah, of the night is. Yeah,
2: you're like you've you've you're used to this energy.
1: Yeah, so to me it's not like too too wild.
2: Well, I hope you enjoyed watching this movie. I
1: sure didn't.
2: Yeah, it was bad, right? I
1: did enjoy hanging.
2: Yeah, it was a good hang.
1: But uh this movie is bad.
2: It's a bad movie. Well, Nicole, yeah, I got to get gonna, the fuck out of here. You got to get the fuck out of here. I got to wrap the show up. I have to like create an entire arc for so sorry for so sorry experience. i couldn't stay it's fine it's okay. honestly makes it makes more sense that i do it alone with me and my tyler you know what <laughs> i mean
1: <laughs> thank you
2: for having me thank you so much uh do you have anything you want to plug yeah
1: sure i got a podcast called why won't you date me it's on the head gum network cool uh my special on netflix if you like this you'll like that it's the third episode of comedians of the world make sure you're in the u.s section they made it a little hard to find and you can watch me and Jacob on Loosely Exactly Nicole currently streaming on Facebook it's television. It's baby. It's coming to Apple TV this fall and then next fall up. it will come to Pluto TV <laughs> and then the fall after that it'll go to HBO Go and the fall after that you better believe we're back on
2: Facebook. Back on Facebook based on a Kickstarter campaign that we launched to sell. <laughs> Well, Nicole, I'm glad you could see me in all this madness.
1: I'm happy to have seen you. Yeah. Truly, you were worse at the beginning than you are now.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I kind of pipped up because this pip- is the performative part of it where it's like I have to be a little on. I have mm-hmm. to put on the clown mask or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is where I hit the reserves.
1: There you go. Bye bye.
2: Hell yeah. So, you know, according to Nicole's wrap up, I'm doing okay. I'm not in the worst shape of my life. Not in the best shape of my life. And this might be a thing where I just re-record this last episode in its entirety. When I've had some sleep and I can think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to HeadGum. I want to say thank you to all my guests who came on to the show. You made it really special. And I, you know, and you know, this isn't the hardest thing I've done. I've done harder things in my life. I feel pain and I feel discomfort, but it pales in comparison to the discomfort of heartache, grief. You know, I've had my heart broken. I've lost people that I've loved. Would much rather stay up for 72 hours and feel like a fucking maniac than deal with that. And I don't know what that means. It feels real, you know. I'm going to do harder things in my life than this. This was not the ultimate test. And the harder things in my life will give me answers that are more poignant than doing something like this. Maybe this was too fabricated. Maybe this was an experiment inside of a laboratory that's too sterile. So you're missing some sort of enzyme that makes the soil grow in a way that you experienced in the Amazon. That makes sense. And I hope that if I get to do something like this again you guys tune back in for the next series where I choose to do something for too long that will drive me insane. You know, there's not a lot of things that I can definitively confirm about this podcast that I can give a lot of hard yeses to or a lot of hard explanations. You know, I've tried to earnestly and honestly answer questions like, why did I do this? Maybe it was ego. Maybe it was experimentation. Maybe it was jumping into the podcast space. Maybe it was having something to do. But I can't confirm the exact why. I can't find the derivative root. Was it worth it? I can't find that root either. I learned some stuff. Was it what I expected to learn? Not necessarily. I can't confirm why I don't feel accomplished in the way that I thought I might feel. Is it exhaustion? Is it strange expectations? There's a lot of things that I can't confirm. Is this good? Do we like the arc? Did we go through the journey that I wanted to go through? Is this an entertaining journey? Did you do your job as an entertainer? I can't confirm those things. Some things, they won't have answers. Some things, I'll have a better idea once I get some sleep and I've moved my life beyond the podcast. I don't want to talk about Fight Club anymore. But here's one thing, the most definitive piece of information that I can give to you, my listeners, whether you're a Jacob Wipodski or a dirty little fucking pig, There's one thing I can confirm, and that's that you all met me at a very strange time in my life. And for that, I thank you for listening. Good night.